What's in a president's cabinet? What were some of our favorite books of the year? What happens when the 10 News gets a visit from an iconic entertainer and her family? The 10 goes 20, that's what. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and we have so much to get into on today's special 20-minute episode of The 10 News, the show where in the time it takes to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, we find out what's up in the world. Okay, let's get into The 10 News. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... President-elect Joe Biden has begun assembling his administration's team and nominating his cabinet. That's the group of government officials who serve as the president's closest advisors. Biden has publicly pledged to create the most diverse cabinet in U.S. history. Yes, you did, Biden. Cabinet nominees have to be confirmed by the Senate first, but several of Biden's picks so far seem to indicate he may be on track. Here's what some of the Biden administration might look like if confirmed. The dream team. Let's do this. Janet Yellen as the first female secretary of the Treasury. Retired Army General Lloyd Austin as the first African-American secretary of defense. Alejandro Mayorkas as the first immigrant and Latino secretary of Homeland Security. Javier Becerra as the first Latino Secretary of Health and Human Services. Ah. Neera Tandon, who would be the first woman of color to direct the Office of Management and Budget. And Cecilia Rouse would be the first African-American to chair the Council of Economic Advisors. Yes! The president-elect also selected an all-female White House senior communications team, which doesn't need Senate approval. With many positions left to fill... It'll be interesting to see how well Biden's cabinet reflects the diversity of the country. Twenty twenty has been a crazy year for people all over the world, but some cool things happen too. So, as we close out this year, let's take a look back at some of our favorite things from twenty twenty, because. Who doesn't love ending things on a positive note? Yeah! This week, we're sharing our favorite books of 2020. It's the 10 News Top 10. Number 10, From the Desk of Zoe Washington by Janae Marks. A captivating debut novel tackling topics of family, love, and justice in a smart and compelling fashion. Number 9, Clap When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo. A novel packed with the exploration of imperfectness, forgiveness, loss, and grief. Number eight, We Dream of Space by Erin Entrada Kelly. Set in 1986, this middle grade novel does a fantastic job of blending the exploration of friends, family, and science. Number seven, Class Act by Jerry Craft. A funny, powerful companion book to New Kid. Class Act follows Drew's experience as one of the only people of color in an esteemed private school. Number six, Tristan Strong Destroys the World by Kwame Mbalia. The second book in the Tristan Strong series is an action-packed adventure from start to finish. And it's written in a page-turning style that both young and older readers can enjoy. Stick around till the end of the 10 to hear the rest of our list.
If you've ever seen The Sound of Music, the original Mary Poppins, or any of the Princess Diaries movies, you've seen the amazing talent of the legendary Julie Andrews. Now also a best-selling author, Julie Andrews hosts a podcast with her daughter, Emma Walton Hamilton, who is a writer and arts educator, and Emma's daughter, Hope Hamilton, a 17-year-old student and actress. The podcast, called Julie's Library, features these three generations discussing their favorite children's books, speaking with authors, and bringing stories to life. I recently got the chance to speak with them about what it's like to host a podcast with your family. It was really exciting. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Hello. This is Julie. Hi, this is Emma. It's such a pleasure to be here. And this is Hope. Thanks for having me. So first question, was it always intended to be done as a family project? And why was it important to you to do it as a family project? We wanted the podcast to be something that could be multi-generational, that families could sit down and listen to all together, parents, grandparents, children of different ages. And so what better way to do that, we thought, than to have multi-generational voices on the podcast, if possible. And so it was a natural fit. Indeed it was, yeah. I don't think I knew that I was going to be on the podcast at first. I, I think it was like, oh, they want you for one episode and then you know, it did really well. And so oh, they want you for another episode. And yeah, it was really nice. And it was quite a nice surprise. And it was super fun. So it is super fun. Yeah, I think it's really cool that we all get to work together and kind of experience this together because it's a new thing that none of us have done before. No, and it is the pleasure of doing it together, isn't it, Hopi? Yeah. It's, um, it's just a lovely cozy feeling of, of us all enjoying the moment. And I think we believe what in what we do. And it's just lovely to bring it to audiences. Yeah, definitely. So to talk about that a little bit more, how do you approach it from a multi-generational perspective? Because you have such different points of view coming into this. How do you approach it and give voice to the different generations? Well, the one thing that Emma and I do believe in very firmly is that the best idea wins, whether we're writing or doing the podcast or coming up with a thought. And so we might discuss it or even discuss it somewhat heatedly sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I think we both recognize that the best idea does win out. And the one that resonates and makes the most sense is where we go. Emma, do you want to add anything to that, darling? Yeah, I, I would just say I think it also helps that we are, that almost everybody in the family is creative to, to one degree or another. And so we all have creative backgrounds. Or and, we think we are, um, darling, anyway. Well, <laughs> yes, exactly. But I mean, we all in various ways have worked in theater and, and we've worked creatively together in other capacities before the podcast. Even if we're working together, I think what we all know is that first and foremost, we're family, we're not colleagues. And so it's kind of a different way of approaching it because at the end of the day you just you go back and you live with them that's nicely put uh, Hopi darling the the love and the kindness that we share with each other comes first so we don't really even if we we don't even argue but even if there's like a a slight problem like me getting a little bit bossy once in a while Hopi right <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a few, a few too many acting notes occasionally. That's okay. No, but uh, she put it so well. We're we're not collaborating from far. We are family first, and it, from my point of view, flows that much more easily. And uh, it truly is fun and lovely to do, and to share it is a gift for me. How do you choose the books that you read and the guests that you have? We started out by all of us agreeing that we wanted the choices to be as diverse as possible, to address as broad a range of subjects and, and cultures and ideas and people as possible because we wanted... Can I, can I just inter- interrupt, darling, and say that the one thing we decided on was picture books, though. That's the kind of themes that we go for. That's true. We are sticking to picture books at this point, uh, or at least season one was uh, specifically picture books, but we wanted all the picture books we chose to be as diverse as possible because our audience is diverse, because our listeners are diverse, and we wanted children everywhere to be able to hear themselves and see themselves reflected in the stories we chose. But because we choose or set ourselves the task of reading mostly picture books, of course, Uh, on the podcast, we can't show the pictures, but we do try very hard to choose subjects that we can read aloud well. And then with the help of sound effects, music, and so on, hopefully the listener can picture what those lovely uh, artistic contributions would be. But it's it does make it difficult. Mostly the pictures in a picture book tell the story as well certainly as much as the text i think that's probably one of the biggest challenges we had isn't it emma yeah to find stories that stand alone without the art you know and 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 yet have the diversity as well right hosting a podcast with three generations of my family would be bananas I wondered how Julie's library was handling the additional challenge of recording their podcast while social distancing. Because we've been recording during COVID, um, our early episodes were recorded in a recording studio, but we had to obviously lock down. And so American Public Media sent gear to both of our homes and we set up Sam, our son, our engineer, uh, set up the gear for us in my closet and mom's closet. (laughs) Yeah, we commandeered an upstairs guest closet for me and he made it soundproof and brought in all the stuff that I would need. I could not have imagined managing it without his help. But it was was very funny because here we are, you know, recording this whole thing from our closets and invariably we would be recording, but also on Zoom with the authors or the guests so that we could see each other and so that it would feel authentic and connected and, you know, suddenly feeling embarrassed to meet the great Jackie Woodson standing in your closet. But happily, she was in her closet too. So that was fun. It's a very small closet. It is a very small closet. Oh, sorry. Just in case you're wondering, no, I'm not sitting in my closet right now. Okay. Back to the interview. What do you hope families and kids will take away from listening to Julie's library? Oh, the love of books, the feel of books, the joy that comes. I mean, Hopi, you are the best example. You read how many books a week? Uh, You're a great reader. And it's such a joy to see 
how passionate you are about it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, since I was little, I've always grown up around books and people who love to read. And I grew up with my mom reading to me every night before bed. So it became like a, it's just something I love to be able to get swept away into another story for a little bit to kind of get away from real life is so fun. It's true. And, you know, I think also another piece, in addition to really hoping to convey the the joy and the pleasure of reading uh, and reading together as families, is the idea of enriching an experience, a reading experience in multiple ways. So thinking of not just reading the book, that's, of course, the most wonderful and best part, but then perhaps, you know, doing a drawing or an activity related to the book or having an inspiring conversation about the themes that the book raises or the questions that the book raises. Enrichment and the immersion is so important to further your joy and understanding, I think, of the story. Um, can I say, for yes. example, uh, last year I was in a production of Little Women with my local theater company and me and a few of the other cast members went to the Louisa May Alcott house together and we took the tour and we learned all these extra cool things about, you know, the original Little Women family and how she wrote the books and everything. And so it was a really important and enriching experience to kind of understand and be able to relay the story better to your audience. There's a wonderful educator and literacy advocate who's who talks about books for children being windows, mirrors, and sliding glass doors. And I, I love that image. And I, I think that's very much part of what we hope for the podcast to be for our listeners is, is ways to see themselves reflected, ways to see the world reflected, and maybe ways to take a step out into a new adventure that uh, they might not have experienced before. I have to say it's a new adventure for me too. Uh, at, at my age, I never thought I'd be doing a podcast and particularly one with my family. Imagine, you know, what pleasure that brings to me. At the end of the day, when we've recorded one and it felt reasonably good and we trusted that it was going to turn out okay, it's such a lovely feeling. We are so thankful to Julie Andrews, Emma Walton Hamilton, and Hope Hamilton for sharing their story with the 10 News and for all of the stories they share on their podcast, Julie's Library. If you haven't checked it out, definitely do. It is so, so good. Hey, parents and awesome guardians. I'm Tracy Leeds Kaplan, executive producer of the 10 News. And who are you? I'm Owen, your son. What do you think about all the fun facts that are in the show? I think they're very interesting. <laughs> Did you know that if you go to the website, the10news.com, you can submit your own fun fact? You can do that? Yeah. We want to hear from everybody with all of their crazy fun facts that they know. That's pretty cool. Visit our website, the10news.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter, learn more about the team, and share your feedback on the show. Anything else you want people to know about the show? Not really. <laughs> Earlier in this episode, we started counting down our top 10 favorite books of 2020. Here are the final five. Number five, The Tower of Nero by Rick Riordan. This action-packed finale of the number one best-selling Trials of Apollo 
answers all the questions fans of the series have been dying to discover. Number four, The Silver Arrow by Lev Grossman. This one is a timeless middle-grade fantasy perfect for fans of Roald Dahl and the Chronicles of Narnia. Number three, Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You by Ibram X. Kendi and Jason Reynolds. The title says it all here. The authors explore racism and anti-racism at a time when people are more ready than ever to begin talking about these tough topics. Number two, Before the Ever After by Jacqueline Woodson. Told in lyrical verse, this novel takes a look at a family past their prime and explores professional sports and their toll on black bodies. And the Ten's number one pick, Ghost Squad by Clarabel A. Ortega, a fun-filled supernatural fantasy that's been described as Coco meets Stranger Things with a hint of Ghostbusters. Do you have a favorite book of the year that didn't make our list? Email us at hello at the10news.com and tell us all about it. It's time for your trivia question of the day. Lots of great books get translated into different languages so people all over the world can enjoy them. Can you guess which beloved tale is the world's most translated children's book? Is it A, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, B, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or C, The Little Prince? Did you guess it? The answer is... C! The Little Prince was originally written in French by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. Since its publication in 1943, it's been translated into 300 languages and dialects and has sold over 200 million copies worldwide. Cool! I get it. That book is amazing. I have like three copies. They're all in English though, but... Time is up. That's the end of The 10 for today, but you can catch new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media in collaboration with Next Chapter Podcasts and distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News writing team is led by editorial director Tracy Crooks with contributions from Stephen Tompkins. The creative producer is Jenner Pasqua. Marketing is led by Jacob Bronstein with social media and web support by Stephen Tompkins and Adam Farr. Editing and sound designed by Pete Musto under the production direction of Jeremiah Tittle. Executive producer Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan round out the team. If you have questions about the show, a story idea, or just a fun fact you want to share, email us at hello at the10news.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review The 10 News on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. Now, go cozy up with a book you and your grown-ups can enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>